What do cannibals use to freshen their breath? What? I don't know, Brian. <laughs> Mentos. <laughs> Welcome <laughs> to another fucking <laughs> mini-sode of Halloween's Forever. I'm Brian. I'm Meg. I'm Steve. <laughs> Steve he seems he's like I'm pensive Steve. about that. <laughs> yeah. well, I was just thinking. I was just thinking about the joke. How, like that's that's a little. It's a little too dark for a popsicle stick. Yeah, yeah. So I'm wondering where you got that one from. I'll never tell. <laughs> Boys and ghouls, we are going to talk about a brand new fucking movie tonight. Um, one that I went in um, absolutely blind to. I mean, the movie title, you can kind of, uh, you know, glean what type of movie it is from from the title, perhaps. But I mean, aside from that, I knew nothing about it. Um, did you guys know anything about this this flick going into it? Not well, at all. I still haven't said the title. The, the audience doesn't even know what we're talking about. They don't even know what the title <laughs> is yet. Um, the movie is called, uh, it is a Hulu original from this the year of our Lord, 2022. It's called Fresh. Uh, and you might be able to guess from that name, it's a cannibal flick. But an unconventional cannibal flick, I would say. I don't know if I would have guessed that initially. Because I feel like if it was flush, I would have been like, yes, absolutely, cannibal. But I still yeah. I still thought it was uh, interesting. If interesting it was called movie. like... If it was called like people eating people, that would have been a dead giveaway. It's too, that too far, too far. <laughs> yeah, that would have been a dead giveaway. But yeah. um, does this no, taste funny? <laughs> does yeah. this taste funny? Do you know where that came from? Yeah, but it's not called. It's not called. You know, it's it's not in the uh, you know seventies exploitative, you know, uh, cannibal holocaust uh, kind of vein where you know it's. Um, you it's know, like more sophisticated cannibalism. Yeah, but you mean white people is what you white mean. Right. You're no, racist. I didn't, get, I didn't get racist. I on know that. what you meant. We all know what you meant. No, um, it, it is a very different narrative, uh, and we'll get into it here in a damn sec. Don't rush me we got to talk about other things first of all um we got beers are you guys familiar with beers do you have any of them currently i've heard of I beers might be, i might yeah. be drinking a beer yeah we got i uh i'm i'm still sipping on all my austin beers and i'm drinking a schwartz beer from live oak guys i'm trying mm. to save some for you i'm trying yeah. i'm doing my yeah. damnedest yeah by drinking them. <laughs> By drinking them. <laughs> I'm doing my damnedest to, to not drink them, but I'm failing miserably because I'm, in fact, <laughs> drinking them. Um, I know the feeling. Don't worry. Don't worry. Um, yeah, I think I've, I think I've had their Schwartz beer. Isn't it just called Schwartz or something? Something like that. I wouldn't know. Uh, I got all these, like, unlabeled cans. Oh, like, okay. in a six-pack. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. Uh, but I think it's just called Schwartz or Schwartz beer or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Listen, you ain't going to go wrong with uh, with little crispy loggy boys from, from Live Oak. That's for sure. Um, Steve, what do you got? I have Abjuration's Matcha Tea Milkshake. Oh. Yeah. yeah, you gave me one of those, didn't you? 
I might have. I don't know. Did you drink I think, it? <laughs> I did. Okay. <laughs> because I remember, I, I think you must have gave it to me because I did enjoy it, but uh, not something I would typically buy, right. but uh, it was in my fridge and I drank it and I'm pretty sure it came from you. Um, was it Abjuration? I think it was. Well, uh, yeah. Abjuration is like the only one I can think of in the area that does a green tea anything. Yeah. But the, yeah, it tastes it tastes like uh, you ever been to the Starbucks? You get one of those green tea frappuccinos. That's what it tastes like, but it's beer. Yeah, my uh, my my uncle, um, my late uncle, used to call uh, um, frappes from anywhere. You know, remember McDonald's had frappes for a second. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He used to call them frappies. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I always got to kick never, out of that. I'm never not gonna see that now. You didn't say ever have. You didn't say you're trying one of them frappies. <laughs> nope, hadn't tried one yet. Nope. Uh, uh, I am drinking a beer. Um, it's a new one. It's a new new one that's hot on the streets right now. I'm told. Uh, I don't know if you guys have heard of it. Called it's called Pilsner Kell. Oh my gosh! Um, <laughs> have you ever had that before? I am trying it for the first time. Uh, I feel pretty good about it. Cool. Yeah. I feel like Brian has to start drinking Bilsner or Kell at like different serving styles. Yeah. Like he has to start drinking at different temperatures, mm-hmm. putting yeah. in like different glasses. Yeah, different glasses. Here's Pilsner or Kell with Kool-Aid. Here's yeah. Pilsner or Kell, you know, like served <laughs> over bread. I, I like dust cinnamon on top or do something right. fucking dumb. Um, yeah, I actually hadn't had one in oh nigh on a couple of weeks now. Um, so I had to, I had to pop a couple. Also, um, I had only drinking Sly Fox beers prior to that. So now I'm going back to the other beer that I only drink <laughs> because I don't have any notch brewing. Uh, actually, that's not true. I do have a little bit, a couple, couple Von Trapp beers down the fridge. I kind of forgot about till this very moment, um, which I love their stuff. Another lager brewer from, uh, from Vermont. Do a do a healthy Dunkel Lager, uh, which I appreciate very much. Um, but I'm just going with the old Pilsny uh, this time around. Um, I did not. I failed to mention at the top of the show. Uh, we we're actually recording this early in the week, much earlier in the week than we normally do, because uh, your boy's going out of town a little bit, going down to Nashville, gonna do a little honky tonking, do a little square dancing. I'd like to um, I'd like to picture you like um, actively seeking out one of those mechanical bowls and then doing mm-hmm. a little like um, <clears throat> line dancing. Yeah. Um, that's what I think you do when you go on vacation. Well, if I come back with a back brace, you know why. (laughs) Uh, Because I was murdered by a machine. Um, No, I have been on the Mechanical Bulls a couple of times, but it has been, oh boy, yeah, good decade plus. Uh, And I don't know if my old brittle bones could deal with it anymore. Um, Back in the day, though, boy. I would have I would have been out there. I mean, I would have been just absolute piss ass drunk down at uh, what's that place down in Station Square? The Cowboy oh, Bar that used to be down there. Uh, the oh. sloppiest place on earth, uh, Saddle Ridge. There you go. Yeah, there I went down. I've been down at Saddle Ridge, just piss drunk, ripping shots of wild turkey. Uh, those days are behind me, guys. <laughs> those days are behind me. Um, That's the, the most non-American like whiskey to drink at a very American bar. Why? Why is wild turkey not American? It's Canadian whiskey. What? Isn't wild turkey Canadian whiskey? Am I fucking that one up? You Crown are Royal is royally Canadian. fucking that up. Oh, okay. Wild turkey is 
goddamn straight bourbon whiskey. Oh, I see that. That's my bad. Yeah. Um, Matthew McConaughey somewhere is very disappointed in you. <laughs> <laughs> um, Sorry, I don't get down on some. What is, I am thinking about, like, I do now want to know what uh You mean Canadian whiskey. club? Maybe. maybe. <laughs> well, Canadian that has Canadian <laughs> in it. Jesus You're probably Christ. thinking, like, either Crown Royal or maybe Black Velvet. No, neither Black of those. BV that was shots. Not... I did get down on some BV shots in, in a, on it's occasion. It's going to bother me. I'll think about it. I might Google Are it. Are you talking about the, um, uh, uh, ah, shit, what's it called? I want to say something grouse or something like that. It's another. Uh, it's another game bird. It's now bird that dog I'm, American. Just to check. It sounds like it. I don't know. Yeah, I, I do like I do like bird dog, but I don't know. I can't think if it's if if it's a uh, American. I assume it is. Wild Turkey 101. That is my go-to kind of cocktail bourbon. That was a um, good one. Which are pretty much all of my bourbon is cocktail bourbon. I'm not necessarily a sipping bourbon kind of guy. I do occasionally, but I really uh, I like wild turkey because I, you know what I like, a little bourbon and ginger ale. Mm. It sticks. Mm-hmm. It's kind of kind of stands up to the ginger ale, all right, and it's cheap. You know, which uh, can't complain about. Um, back to the okay. story. We are. Oh, did you find what it is? Bird dog. No, bird dog is definitely Kentucky. Sorry. No, I at least got that one. I still gotcha. looking up the L. Keep going. Um, let me know when we will throw it back down to <laughs> man on the street with the bourbon report. Um, but we have Fucking um, Canadian you. this this particular episode we're recording a little bit early because like I said, your boy's going to go do a little honky tonkin. Um, so we do not have, uh, although uh, Steve may insert in here, uh, what ends up winning for the old uh, uh, showdown episode for April. But um, I will remind you that our options were Bigfoot horror, uh, British horror, and monsters from the deep now by the time you hear this we will have already decided this big foot movies but that doesn't mean that you shouldn't go on the social medias and follow us so you can help us vote next time or provide some suggestions for us for topics uh for showdowns or for minisodes or you just want to see some goddamn spooky shit on the internet you can follow us at halloween is forever on instagram hallow forever on twitter it is Halloween's Forever Podcast on Facebook at Halloween is Forever Pod on TikTok or Halloween is Forever Pod at gmail.com on the email. So um yeah, if you don't already, listen, we're like I said, we're we're we we're approaching ten thousand followers. Would love to see a ten thousand follower situation here in the coming weeks. Um I don't know what happens at ten thousand followers. I think they just start sending you checks. In the mail, <laughs> is that how it works? Mm-hmm. Is that how people buy all their fancy stuff? I think you get a full from Instagram. Ooh. I think that's what you get. Nice. You get you get like a little plaque that says you did it, yeah. And then you get like special access to a club that's also ten thousand follower follow, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and then you get to eat people, right? That's what happens at ten thousand. Yeah. If I get to 10,000 followers on Instagram and don't get to eat anybody, I'm going to be furious. You get that $30,000 meatball. Yeah. That's what you get. Well, yeah. Yeah. What it is, is you actually just get like a discount code for, <laughs> for the subscription box. So you can get like people salami at 30% off. <laughs> nice. Nice. So 30% off $30,000. That's a goddamn Not bargain. Bad. <laughs> uh, listen, times are tough. 
we got to pinch our pennies where we can, especially when consuming human meat. Guys, <laughs> we are talking about this evening, like you said, uh, a little movie called Fresh. Streaming, you know, Hulu original. Um, Hulu, although there's been a couple things that have popped up in recent months that I do enjoy on the Hulus, don't necessarily turn to Hulu for horror. Um, no. so I don't know if this came into like this, this, you know, kind of, I guess, benefited from going in with low expectations, but I'll tell you right off the bat, I like this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's really good. I enjoyed yeah. this one a lot as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Really well acted. I thought, um, really unique story. You really didn't necessarily know where it was going to go. Um, and yeah, uh, I mean, you obviously knew there was some sort of like showdown. There was certainly a buildup type of situation, but just a little bit of a, a, a kind of high point overview of this. So, uh, the, 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 here I have her up here. I guess I'm going to forget her name, but the woman who played Noah, her name is Daisy Edgar Jones. Yeah. And surprised to learn she was a, and, and maybe if I rewatched it, it wouldn't be as surprising or I guess it wouldn't, it would be maybe a little bit more obvious. I don't know, but, um, She's British, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but didn't like it didn't come across as like a bad American accent at all. Mm-hmm. So, like, she sounded very, very natural to me. Now, I would go back and listen to it maybe with a little bit more critical ear. I don't know. But did either of you know that going in or, or notice no, that was and the case? No, but Sebastian, the guy who plays Steve or Brendan, mm-hmm. um, is Romanian from what I saw, yeah. too. So like they did, I think they did a pretty good job. Yeah, he um, f- to me, it felt like he was doing a Bill Burr impression. <laughs> like he sounded exactly like, like Bill Burr. That's funny. Really? I feel like I need to rush. Yeah. Like- I, I got um, I was I got the real feeling that like if this movie was made 10 years ago, it would have been Sam Rockwell instead of mm-hmm. Sebastian Stan. Okay. Yeah, could be. Could be. I could see a Dennis Leary in a situation like this as well. I don't know nah, why. He Maybe it's just the Boston. <laughs> you know, like you know, Dennis Leary guy. No. Um, I don't know if many people are a Dennis Leary guy nowadays. But um, yeah, go back and even just pop it on. Just if you if you feel like it out of curiosity. Boy, does you know this guy else? sound like Bill Burr? You know who also would have been a good character for him? And sorry, he just literally reminds me of the one brother who played on Weeds. Do you remember his name? I didn't watch Weeds. Oh, okay. I, I uh, vaguely remember. Uh, is that the uh, one that was played by... Justin Kirk? Uh, yeah, no, Justin Kirk kind of looks like him. I feel like, yeah, if we're talking past, he would have... It almost has that, like, um, like you know, good-looking but mysterious, a little bit quirky, you know. That's kind of the vibe I'm getting from him, too. Okay. Yeah, he... Um, I think they both, I mean, they're, they're by far the, the two biggest characters also. Um, so, uh, Daisy Edgar Jones plays Noah. She is, she is the, uh, the lead character, Sebastian, um, Stan plays Steve, who is of course the, uh, the, the bad guys you might expect. Um, uh, Molly, her friend played by Joe. Oh, by the way, uh, uh, Daisy Edgar Jones. I have not seen her in anything else. She hasn't been in a ton of stuff. She's relatively new on the scene from what I understand. I was just reading up briefly and it did look like she'd done a lot of like stage acting mm-hmm. in London. Um, kind of classically trained actor, it seems like. Um, yeah. well, She's young, that- but I think has almost like a familiar face, I think, in ways. 
maybe. Yeah, well, she kind of looks like Zoe Deschanel. Mm, a little bit. A little bit. Yeah. Yeah, but, she looks like somebody else, too, but I can't yeah. place it yet. I think, uh, I think the thing with this movie that's really interesting is, like, with the exception of Sebastian Stan, even the director and the writer, th- this is all pretty, like, big for all of them. Yeah. Because the director and the writer, I think this is both their first feature. Mm-hmm. And then uh, everybody else seems to have, you know, all the other actors seem to have like smaller parts on films or have been on TV. Yeah. But but this yep. seems to be like big for all of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I shouldn't mention uh, director is Mimi Cave and writer Lauren Kahn. And again, had to look look them up. Didn't hadn't hadn't been exposed to anything else by them. But like I said, first one uh, out of the gate. Uh, strong. Uh, I didn't recognize Sebastian Stan, but apparently he's in like all the Marvel movies and stuff. Yeah, he's the Winter Soldier. Oh, okay. I, mm, I don't okay. Have not seen any of them. Would have loved to have seen them. Missed them. Um, <laughs> and then uh, Andrea Bang, who plays Penny, who you don't see until way into the, the third act. Um, she has actually been in a few things. I feel like I have seen her pop up on stuff before, but pretty small, pretty small cast overall. There's like an ex-boyfriend of Molly who uh, does, you know, plays a significant part, but I actually thought it was kind of interesting what, um, <laughs> what, uh, what kind of how, how his, how his storyline played out. There is uh, Anne who is uh, Steve's uh, wife, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. Never really come out and say it, but that, that seems to be the case. In any case, here, here's what happens, right? We got Noah. She is, you know, single young woman living in the city, kind of on and off dating, not really into the whole dating scene type of thing. You start out with her dating or on on a what uh, assume was, you know, a, an on, you know, made some sort of, you know, Tinder connection or whatever like that with a, a guy who I would assume is not coincidentally named Chad. He is <laughs> fucking in, insufferable, like over the top insufferable. Um, and she, you know, they basically, uh, uh, she, she bails on the date. They tell each other the fuck off. That was about it. You never see Chad again. I was ex- hoping for some Chad to show up later and get yeah. eaten or something <laughs> like that. But it didn't happen. Um, cause he, he, was, sh- he shows up at the very, very end. Oh, just like in a text message, yeah. right? Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like yeah. you up. Yeah. yeah. It's like, oh yeah. my gosh. I feel like it was just a great, I think it was like good, a good representation, but not over the top or like annoying representation of like dating today. So it made it relatable of like mm-hmm. her frustration and like why she's just like, you know what? Screw this. I'm just going to go for this. Thing. Yeah. It doesn't feel right necessarily. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so so um, again, we're going to spoil the hell out of this movie, but uh, she meets just on a chance meeting or what she perceives to be a chance meeting at a grocery store. She meets Steve, you know, this charming, funny guy, whatever. Hey, can I have your phone number? Sure. They start hanging out. They start dating. And, and um, he you come to realize eventually in, in what was I thought a pretty, pretty chilling scene um, because that, that he is. Um, uh, kidnapping her right and kind of keeping mm-hmm. her as 
uh, a means by which to harvest human meat uh, and, and keep <laughs> keep her alive and heart you know and and cut off parts for body to sell to these like psychotic uh, you know billionaire weirdos who like to eat people and mm-hmm. that is his whole thing him and his wife that's that's what they do they have multiple uh, women um, captive at any one given time and they are cannibals and they service the um uber wealthy cannibal community mm-hmm. i guess um by purveying to them fine um human meats uh, i, I so. feel like i wish or it could be another good um like sequel or prequel to this is understanding Anne's part because clearly she was also one of his captives well so i i took that as that was definitely what they were looking to to portray because she you you come to learn early on because she's very much um playing or they are they are positioning her as she is like a victim right mm-hmm. and i thought that the because uh, so uh, i'm getting ahead of myself yeah i think but, you're, i think you're jumping ahead a little bit too far because th- th- that's another good turn that happens mm-hmm. in the film. yeah yeah right, right. so so basically, she starts to let her guard down, right? Um, around Steve, they start to become very friendly, very uh, kind of hot and heavy and romantic very early on. And this, her um, instinct is to kind of push away from this. But she's going against her her better instincts and also, I think, trying to, in her mind, like take the advice of her best friend, Molly, who is a little bit more somebody who I think wields a little bit more power in her relationships, maybe I don't know, but uh, also kind of throws caution to the wind a little bit in her romantic life. And she's trying to mimic that. And she says, you know, and that's kind of a theme they kept saying is like, hey, just, you know, fuck it, I'm gonna go do it kind of thing. So the first, um, you don't really know what's going on early on. And the thing I like the most about this movie, at least in the first, you know, first half of the film, basically, is you are kind of along for the discovery portion of this all with with the characters, specifically with Noah, but also Steve to a certain extent, because you're obviously following Noah and you are at first like, don't talk to this guy. He's a fucking creep. And then she seems to have good judgment. So you're like. Well, maybe he's not. Maybe she, you know, you don't know anything. But maybe I, was all, I wasn't convinced that she wasn't the one that was going to eat him, you know, at some point. Because I knew nothing about it going in. I just knew that it was a cannibal movie. Right. Um, or maybe they, those two combined were going to get uh, abducted or something. I have no idea, right? So yeah. you're you're kind of, de- you don't know that Steve is the bad guy necessarily. Um, or, or at all for a big portion of it. So you're kind of feeling him out along with Noah. And then you're, so so. I, I don't know about you guys, but I was kind of back and forth a couple times. I like I was I was on the train that Noah might be a cannibal mm-hmm. just from that first scene with Chad. Yeah. Because Chad mm. is so insufferable and it's like, oh, he is fodder to get right. killed. Like you're That's not what gonna, I thought too. And I was like, is she just gonna like lure him back? And, you know, like dispose of him other ways, like not (laughs) he has no purpose in a romantic sense, but maybe he's food. (laughs) That's what I thought, too. That's why I was thinking that maybe she was going to be the one that that was the campaign. And ultimately she is, but not not in the way you think she is. But I really didn't get that vibes. I feel like maybe it was like feminine instincts. But I was like, no, this Steve guy definitely especially with like how forward he was in the way he did it. It almost was like in this stalking way, not like a stalking, stalking way, but a stalking is prey 
type mm-hmm. way. I kind of mm-hmm. got those vibes from it. And yeah. like even just the way that we learned more about her, like through the beginning versus like learning anything about him. So I always felt like there was this sense that there was another layer we weren't being exposed to. That's why I didn't think it was her. What I did think in general was like, Oh, well what if they like kind of do fall in love? Maybe it's something that they do together, you know, type thing. But, um, that was the only thing I think was like yet to be uncovered for me regarding that. There's, there's like one shot in in before the actual turn happens and like Steve reveals himself as to you know, the danger that he is but there's one shot where the two of them are sharing a meal in her apartment and mm-hmm. it's just a very close up shot of his lips and he's like licking like sauce off his lips and it's just it's very menacing mm-hmm. in a way and I so, thought that they were t- setting us up for a twist, though, and that right. she was getting, you know. So, they, I mean, they had a similar shot earlier in which before Noah's date with Chad, she's checking her teeth mm-hmm. and her teeth are a little sharp. I don't know if they added that in some mm-hmm. way of like a prosthetic yeah. or a digital, but she has like some sharp teeth and she's checking them in a mirror, which mm-hmm. is, you know, kind of predatory in a way. But it's mm-hmm. just like the, the way they linger on the way he's looking i think like after that point where noah has established as you know because she she's fearful of the person that's behind her and she's kind of established as more of a weakling because of the way she's at the gym Mm -hmm. so it kind of lost it for me but then just that one shot of like steve licking his lips like an animal you know it it, it, before the turn is like oh this guy's the danger yeah Mm -hmm. it took me a while to get over the person putting their finger in the milk at the grocery store <laughs> <laughs> like it re- that was the cur- that was one of the grosser creepier parts to me. <laughs> is she's at the grocery store and there's all these fucking weirdo creeps hanging around and one of them is just like this guy i can't remember if it's even a, a man or woman but they're they're sitting there and they pulled the lid off of I don't know what it is. It looks like it could be like milk or some sort of dairy product and is just sticking their finger in it and licking their finger like yeah. in the grocery store. <laughs> um, and that was alarming in a lot of ways. Uh, you know, one thing leads to another. They're, you know, kind of making out. They end up hooking up. And, you know, at this point, my, my question was, okay, who's getting eaten here? Right. Somebody's going to get eaten. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... Like I said, back and forth. But then when he said something about going away, I was like, oh boy, no, this guy's sus. And then when he shows up to take her and he's like, oh, we're going. And, it, you know, he's in the car and he's telling her about where they're going to go and all this stuff. And he says something along the lines of like, hey, we're going to leave first thing in the morning. So we're going to stay at my place tonight. And he had already stayed at her place. But this is the first time she's going to his place from what I can kind of understand. Mm-hmm. Or no, that's mm-hmm. definitely the case because he, she even says like, you know, she's like surprised at his place. You know, she right. knows that he's or she, he has told her that she, that he is a doctor, but he has this very, you know, extravagant, you know, kind of home. So but the scene where like the drugs start kind of taking hold because he's obviously drugged her and when he's going like oh there's a special ingredient in it uh and she's guessing it and keeps drinking it faster i was like okay yeah this is definitely no good (laughs) this is no bueno (laughs) and then of course she she like passes out and he just sits there and you're just like ah no no yeah no it is it is exactly what we thought it was the whole time he's a fucking creep um and then the credits start a half hour in 
33 minutes in you get the title (laughs) card and the credits the credit sequence which was got to be a record of some sort um Um, you'd think but i just watched drive my car which is up for an oscar that movie is three hours long and the credits don't start till 40 minutes in Oh, buddy, oh boy, (laughs) 40 minutes in, but but, but it's interesting though, because in both films, they both serve a purpose of separating action Um, Mm -hmm. in drive my car. Spoilers for that movie. How about that? Um, The it separates the death of a character. And so Mm -hmm. it goes from a period in uh, a period in this character's life with his wife to the period in time without his wife. And in this movie, it separates the period of time of like safety. And we think Steve might be a good guy to Mm -hmm. definite peril for Noah. So it's it's interesting how both films have that parallel. I was curious. I'm glad you mentioned that you saw it somewhere else because that that was the first thing when I noticed that I was like, uh, there has to be some significance in that. Like, basically, we have our introduction and then all of a sudden we have our credits to like open this up. But I was curious. It almost seemed like they were maybe pulling that from something else in a way. But I Mm -hmm. didn't know what other movies could have been like that. Yeah, it, it's it's a not common used device, but yeah, it I've seen it twice in the past couple months. So, mm. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty. The whole scene was I thought was really effective because you were <clears throat> you kind of knew that it was him, right? That he he had kind of lured her into this situation and stuff. But the thing that for me at least, like you wanted to trust her judgment and you wanted her to be right, kind of thing, you know. So you're like. You, you kind of knew he was drugging her at that point, but you didn't want to believe it, kind of. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it was... Um, well, you know, know what? you know what? Like, even in you saying that, though, I feel like they were driving the point home where she just kept on saying, fuck it, instead of, like, trusting her instincts in other yeah. ways. So I feel like maybe... I don't know exactly what they'd be saying there, but that kept on popping out in my ears that she would kept on going back to anything that felt weird or different or odd or like out of her comfort zone she kept on saying fuck it to and then this happened yeah yeah i didn't know which way they were gonna go because like if anybody who like listens to you know true crime podcasts and stuff like that you know that's something that's a kind of a mantra you hear over and over again is you know hey trust your gut you know you know, don't fuck being polite. You know what I mean? Just get the fuck out of there. Don't put yourself in a situation, even even if it's you're worried about being embarrassed and, you know, like the um, the compulsion to like be to not be rude sometimes mm-hmm. can like overwhelm your self-preservation oddly right. enough like your fear of being rude or awkward mm-hmm. is even worse and like people like this prey on that um so i didn't know which direction they were going to go if they were going to be like no you know because sh- it almost felt a little bit when she just kept saying fuck it because she was trying to like live her life and you know be more because she talked about how she'd been you know kind of so used to being alone that and she didn't like dating and all this sort of thing so like you didn't it almost felt a little i don't want to say like victim blamey but it was kind of like a oh you shouldn't have said fuck it you should have suggest you know you should have trusted your instinct right. type of thing you but, know yeah but they already established at the beginning of the film uh that like you were saying brian like noah does have that compulsion to not make things awkward or let people you know like be rude to people because during that date with chad like he puts his dumb ass scarf in the food 
And she could have just left it happen and let his yeah. scarf get even more ruined. But no, yeah. she she told him about it. And then yeah. like even all the way through, she was being nice and not trying mm-hmm. to be rude and not just tell this dude to fuck off. Mm-hmm. And then at the end, it gets her Chad yelling at her and yeah. like being a real dickhead to her. Right. So, But I still at the same time, and I don't know if this is something you guys have been exposed to, but like literally that scenario is something that you hear all the time about especially going through like people on these dating apps is like yeah you like don't give in to a dude or you don't give that dude what he wants and then he just tells you calls you a bitch and then leaves you know <laughs> yeah like i yeah. hear that all the fucking time so that's why i was like that it, i didn't really read too much into it besides that th- they were just literally making this a relatable scene to the point to get her to a place where she's like you know what i'm tired of the same old same old bullshit uh fuck it let me just try something different yeah no no i i i gotcha yeah it's it definitely was a monot like they wanted to demonstrate the monotony of like online dating and you know why she would be more open to what she viewed as a very non-traditional you know way of meeting someone like she even goes as far as to say to her friend like do people like, I didn't even know people met like that anymore. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but in any case, yeah, uh, this, this kind of turn happens where she drugs him, then she wakes up. She is um, kind of shackled to the floor in this kind of weird kind of fancy mid-century modern like holding cell. Yeah. And one thing that's really really creepy about this Steve as as a villain is he is very matter of fact about everything um and he's very like um empathetic's not the right word but he kind of has enough emotional intelligence to understand what you know and, and frankly experience uh with victimizing people like this that he knows what she's at least to a certain extent understands the emotions that she's going through Mm -hmm. and has seen it before enough to kind of like cater to what he knows she is likely to be going through you know what i mean Mm -hmm. well as a doctor he would probably have some sort of bedside manner yeah yeah that's it (laughs) yeah so he's he's obviously this like sociopath you know unhinged guy but not in very dissimilar to um you know this isn't buffalo bill you Mm -hmm. know what i mean like you know this this guy is kind of very much i mean yes he's rationalized all the things that he's done um but he is much more composed and like i said has a lot more at least perception of emotional intelligence you know yeah yeah, I, I find it just interesting. We started getting to it when he, after he drugged her and brought her to his other spot where he actually does all of the work. Um, I don't know why I phrased it that way. The work. It is portrayed. It's his job. Yeah, it is portrayed as work. And like, he, yeah, there's a, this, this film is also a dark comedy. You know, mm-hmm. we, yeah. we didn't really say that, but like, it's a black yeah. comedy. And there are some funny scenes of like Steve on his own, like doing mm-hmm. the work of his Illuminati masters. 
Yeah. Yeah. Is, and yeah. almost in a, for some reason, like shades of Nick Cage a little bit mm-hmm. to me yeah, well, during yeah. those scenes when he's doing, when he's like dancing and singing yeah. as he's packing dr- boxes with dry ice and human, you know, vacuum sealed human meat. Yeah. It just, he's do- doing it almost like gleefully. Yeah. And it just, it just rem- reminded me of something you'd see Nicolas Cage doing mm-hmm. for yeah. some reason. Yeah. I, I, I think I just found like the development of like, you clearly understand that he, feels for Noah a little bit deeper and Mm -hmm. and that's why I I know it might still be a little early to talk about the wife and but I still find it interesting to see because I almost was like oh my gosh I could see him trying to basically create like another wife character and like what could have happened there and Mm -hmm. there could have been a lot more stuff there but I, I found like the fact that he wanted to keep her alive he wanted to keep her healthy he wanted to keep her like like he see never operated on her if I remember correctly no, right, he like, cut her. He cut, cut her, her butt, butt cheeks off. Did he? Yeah, he took her butt. I must, I must. I must have missed that part. Yeah, that was yeah. that was early I on. Um, I watched it between last night and this morning, so if I missed a scene or two, I think it was when. So it was after. So anyway, he, he she kind of like this, and and this is when this happens. He he explains to her that you know, I'm going to keep you alive for as long as I can because I want to harvest the meat fresh and it's my right. best interest okay, to keep yeah. you comfortable and, um, and, uh, uh, and, 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 you know, content and all these, and I'm going to feed you well and all these sorts of things. She starts talking to the other, yeah, yeah, uh, another woman through Penny through the yeah. wall. And then they even hear a, th- a third victim that's in, in an adjacent Melissa room or something. Um, yeah. Yeah. And then she lulls him into this, um, this thing where she's basically calm at this point and she wants to take a shower. So on the way to taking a shower, she tries to run. Right. Um, He gets pissed, takes her back and then uh, puts her under and uh, removes her. her Okay. That makes sense. Cause I, I pretty much split it up like almost at the hour mark. And Mm -hmm. uh, I basically was like finished watching this morning. I was like, She's limping now. Something happened. Yeah. I'm like, you know what I mean? Like, so she that makes total sense. But I put it now that we were talking about it, I'm like, I feel like if I lost my butt and I just got that surgery, I would be doing a lot more than just limping. Yeah. Yeah. You don't know how much time has passed. But yes, I guess you do. Because Molly of... says later it's like a week or something like yeah. that. So it's not a lot of time. But like she's, people are on in like the hospital for like a few days at least, yeah, you know, right. not moving. He is, <laughs> he is pumping her full of pain meds. He has he has you know he has been trying to keep her comfortable. So he she is giving her pain meds, which I don't again have not had my butt removed, so I can't tell you <laughs> with one hundred percent certainty how that feels. Uh, but also, uh, imagine we, it's pretty traumatic. Also, we don't know how much butt it, he takes. Like it, yeah. it looks like a sizable mm. amount because it's just like a real quick shot of him slapping something in a bowl, but yeah. you don't know how much Buddy takes. And but it's I, I think not it might noticeable like, when she's wearing the dress either. Right, that's the thing. You know we, what I mean? Yeah, we never well, we never know, and they never give us like a good body horror shot of somebody sure. without a butt. So yeah, no, I'd like no, to see you, that. <laughs> yeah, you know, it was weird because the only time and Kate and I were watching this last night and and the only time they really showcase like give you a, a look of her butt before is when he's looking at her in the mirror and she like walks to the bathroom mm, when they wake yeah. up in the morning mm-hmm. after yeah. they hooked up and her although it's in the mirror and it's like f- kind of you know out of focus 
they do pretty prominently show her butt and <laughs> then um and then later on after you know when she's in that dress um it appears that she doesn't really have any any protruding butt so like no i think they all. did it yeah no ass <laughs> no at all ass it, <laughs> and and so i don't know i don't know how much of it was you know uh you know cgi or, or you know i don't know i right. I, I don't know how, how they did that but but <laughs> um anyway it was uh it, it was pretty um i don't know pretty chilling because then she wakes up and you know uh a part of her is gone you know what i mean so it's mm-hmm. it's like a weird it, it, it's like a, a weird like very personal kind of violation of of someone's body you know what i mean so mm-hmm. right it, it, it is very it was very um i don't know very unsettling but she kind of resides at this point to i'm just gonna wait like i'm gonna wait i'm gonna lull this dickhead into a false sense of security and then she eventually starts to hatch this plan where essentially she is going to play him you know what well, I mean? Well, did you note that the, she found that magazine and she saw the like little like comment in it that? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and it said something like, "If you're reading this, it, he likes you. Like, stay alive or something mm-hmm. like that." You know. And I took. I thought. I, I thought we were going to learn, and and we don't learn that this isn't the case. But I took it as it was his wife who wrote that. That would make a lot of sense. But. Because we don't learn of any other women that were kept alive that long either. So, right. Well, I mean, but what's the what's her name next door? Penny. Mm -hmm. Penny's been there for a while. But he, but she's not getting the same treatment as Noah. No, she's not. She's just getting slowly uh, picked apart, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So she sees that, and then she starts to. starts to kind of formulate a plan a little bit that like I think I can start basically slowly chipping away at this guy's confidence to a point where I can get him to act again you know uh, 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 against his best interest kind of in the same way that um, that 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 she did right mm-hmm. early on or, or against her better better judgment rather so um Meanwhile, Molly, her friend, does some some pretty pretty top flight sleuthing via the the internet and finds out where this guy lives. Goes, um, conf- you know, to confront him. He's not home. Talks to his wife, and she's very much played as like a victim at the at the beginning, like she doesn't know what's happening. But then, in again, pretty chilling scene. He, as they're walking towards the door, and she's basically like, "Hey, sorry." He calls. She calls. That is Molly calls Noah's phone and it rings in his pocket, mm-hmm. and you think like he's caught, but no, she ends up getting smacked in the back of the head by the um, by his wife because she is of course in on the whole thing as well. For um, as much as like he's such an intelligent character, I felt like a we needed that scene to get to the next scene, but I feel mm-hmm. like he and like if this was real life, he would not actually have her phone. Yeah, probably not. So, probably uh, not it's, so that, uh, that kind of bugged me a little bit but yeah i knew we needed that scene we needed her to catch him right yeah right uh although funny enough uh the ringtone 
Yeah, what was the song? The ringtone was the Golden Girls theme. That's oh, right. It was the Golden Girls theme. Yeah, I knew it was something very familiar. <laughs> Which it, yeah. it's, it's just it's just a funny way. Like uh, I I haven't kept a full catalog of all this, but mm-hmm. a lot of our episodes seem to have linking, like links to each other. Uh, uh, yeah, like in it very unintentionally because like we we said we've never seen this film before. But yeah, mm-hmm. the Golden Girls theme links back to Betty White from our last episode of Lake Placid, <laughs> of course. Which, and our, our lengthy discussion about the Golden Girls. <laughs> yeah. And then that episode links back to our showdown because Natasha Malfe, which none of us would have known was in Lake Placid, was <laughs> right. the star of Blood Rain, too. So it's just it's just funny. You can find like a lot of funny coincidences and links between our episodes if you look hard enough. The, <laughs> all yeah, right, Kevin. The, the, Halloween, <laughs> the Halloween is Forever universe is ever expanding. Yeah. Um, Kevin's and time, in both croc movies. <laughs> <laughs> and time is a flat circle. Mm-hmm. I have uh, I have been told as well. <laughs> it, now, I think it's actually after Hmm. It, was it, it yeah, after? it's it's going to be after that Molly gets clocked, but you see Anne is an amputee herself. Yes, mm-hmm. I couldn't remember if it was before or after because they're sitting there at the at the kind of dub, double vanity there. Yeah, yeah. and yeah, mm-hmm. and he and says like it's going to be a long day at the office. Yeah, good teamwork. Yep, yep, that was mm-hmm. it. I knew he said something, but in any case, uh, yeah, you find out that she is an amputee, and you never learn that. She was a victim of his, but but it's strongly suggested. Yeah. But th- but then at the end, which we're jumping way ahead here, but at the end, whenever Steve is killed, she just picks right up where he left off. She doesn't go like, oh, my God, I'm, you know, I'm free. And in fact, she actually goes as far as to use that to play possum to get the upper hand on them. So... So there are there is a lot of great subtlety in this film as far as yeah. just like things just as far as shots and things that are shown that uh, and maybe not shown and one may come up later that we'll talk about but uh, there's a great shot where she's uh, Anne the wife is in the bathroom looking in mm-hmm. the vanity and she's pulling her face back right. like she wants mm-hmm. the facelift so like yeah. it, Meg's already brought it up but you can kind of infer that. Steve is looking to maybe replace her with yeah. Noah because Noah would be younger and, you know, just get rid of Anne because mm-hmm. she's not as fresh anymore as the yeah. as the tale would imply. Um, right. But, yeah, I, I think also at this point, like, they're so steeped in this Illuminati culture because they do have two kids together. You never see them right. on camera, but you see them in Molly's uh, investigation. She sees the two kids on Facebook Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, the, the, like, I think Anne's so steeped in this, uh, Illuminati culture that she's just looking to protect herself and her, and her kids perhaps, and just not be a victim of, uh, what would come from betraying them. Right. Mm. So, yeah. And there's also just, uh, the, the, the t- subtext of, uh, Anne realizing Noah was supposed to be her replacement. And just wanting mm. to take her out as well, just to punish mm-hmm. her for, you know, b- breaking up her family or hurting her status. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that, that's why, I don't know, I, I did find myself very intrigued by her involvement because it's like maybe it's a Stockholm syndrome, but um, talking about her obsession with her face, maybe they met like, uh, you know, 
through a consultation or something and he's just like, Ooh, you'd be perfect. And then she maybe somehow, she doesn't seem very intelligent, but also maybe mildly that she, um, became like power hungry. And maybe I almost for a little bit thought that she did kind of manage like the Illuminati relationship. And so like mm. they're the whole like dynamic between them caused me to like have a lot of curiosity. That's why I think we need a prequel. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, guys, let's do it. Yeah, that it's never it's never a hundred percent answered. That's for mm-hmm. sure in terms of like her their backstory or anything like that. So there's a lot left to speculate. But I'm just gonna put a TM on this entire episode for all my yeah. my fan fiction <laughs> ideas. <laughs> yeah, eventually Noah shows just like I mean not not just the actual performance in the film, but she. I mean that's a tough gig she's got to be she's got to act like someone who's acting you know what i mean Mm -hmm. i'm always so impressed when people do that like have that kind of uh inception level acting performance when it's like she is acting a person who is acting and trying to give subtle um nods to the fact that she's struggling to keep it together during her act kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and But she does it, I thought, masterfully in both senses because she delivers just like the right amount. And, and part of it's the cinematography and, um, you know, them kind of zooming in on like her eyes and the little tiny like facial twitches and stuff she makes. But she basically convinces Steve that she is interested in... Um, in eating people um <laughs> and and she and so he she does it very subtly at first convinces him gains his trust he feels 100 percent kind of in power of her um you know mentally and emotionally meanwhile she is kind of you know hiding you know in the uh, you know she kind of she's like one of those uh those fish that bury themselves under the sand and then jump up and grab your ass right when you, you know, kind of least <laughs> expect it um so eventually she gets the jump on him in the best way like she just now she's now i'm now i'm now i'm escaping it's escaping me what she actually stabs him with um well she doesn't stab him oh that's right oh yes 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 (laughs) i knew it was an amazing she's my note yeah she stabs uh she stabs the wife later on but yeah she doesn't stab him Mm -hmm. no that was my i just wrote down um that was fucking amazing but then i was like what was amazing i knew it was amazing but what was it she eventually you know i mean like i said goes through this whole kind of thing where she's giving him all you know all this perceived power of like she's going through this emotional turmoil of being a victim of cannibalism but then also wanting you know being interested in it and she's like i have so many feelings and you know and he feels like he is kind of on the right track to, you know, grooming her into, you know, his kind of partner type figure or whatever, you know, whatever his relationship with his, you know, wife or they never really suggest wife for sure. But yeah, that, that he, she is the next kind of, you know, potential person to fill that role. And just when they start and, and I, the, I really loved that the kind of seduction scene that happens is a complete role reversal, mm-hmm. even so much so as like 
her on top, like kissing down his chest. Like it's just mm-hmm. a complete switch to when um, he goes, you know, she goes goes down on him and bites his damn dick <laughs> off. <laughs> and it's I was just very excited about this. I was like, sweet, she's going to fucking do it. She's going to fucking do it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you, you just like, for whatever reason, <laughs> I mean, just like the film, like lulled you into this, like, you know, this this feeling earlier where you're like, well, he's not really gonna drug her. This time around, you're like, he's not, she's not really gonna bite his dick off, is she? And then she does. You're like, oh fuck, yeah, so, she did. See, I felt I felt it was more the other way. It's like, ah, she's not really like into this. Like, she's not yeah. really doing the switch. Like, she's just no, she's no, just making him did. vulnerable. <laughs> yes, I definitely mm-hmm. knew that. Yeah. But you didn't know if he was going to stab her right. or she was going to stab him, what she was going to do. Uh-uh, bites his dick straight yeah. off, which I, is... I guess it's just because, like, for me, like, she had so many other opportunities. Because, like, maybe she could have stabbed him at dinner. Maybe she could have stabbed him anywhere. But she waits till she gets him that absolute most vulnerable. Well, because and and again, that's exactly what he did to her. Mm-hmm. There were so many times where he could have just grabbed her ass and threw her in the car. Or I mean, obviously, she he slept at her house the first time. Like he was this like very patient predator the whole time, and she took that same thing and, and flipped it around mm-hmm. on him. Mm-hmm. Um, and then of course she runs in and frees the other um, you know victims there, which is uh, Penny and then Molly in the other room because she had she had identified Molly's cell phone um, whenever he was kind of showing her all the you know kind of trophies from his victims or more to the point they were like trophies for the people that he was going to be selling the victims to mm-hmm. and then in, in you know one of the better scenes I, I, I one of the better moments when they kind of get the jump on him and they um Penny, who is the other victim she'd been talking through, talking to through the wall, who has one leg at this point, comes out of the dumbwaiter and just boots his ass with the one <laughs> remaining leg. Um, and then this big ass melee happens in the kitchen. Ultimately, he's like knocked unconscious. You know, he's not done. You know, horror movie logic. They, mm-hmm. They're like, well, he's dead. And I wanted to be like, Get that meat mallet that you had and just flatten his head out. Right. Like mm-hmm. just just make his head into fucking I, Rocky Road ice cream. I right thought there. Molly, like I thought she fucked him up. She, and yeah. I thought she killed him. Yeah. And she yeah. could have done it. I mean, she definitely did not hesitate bashing mm. Anne's head in so yeah. too far ahead. But like, yeah, yeah. no, I, I was a little surprised. But yeah, but I think it was definitely the montage of the chase and all of that mm-hmm. one less yeah less I, I, I don't know maybe it didn't play as well but like i think like in the end sebastian stan has some makeup on and everything and like his eye is knocked out of socket mm-hmm. so it, but it, it's hard to tell because there's a lot of shadows when they're running through the trees and stuff at night but yeah uh, yeah i mean they fucked him up for sure yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. so so we're we're kind of in this area of the story and I, I, I'm wondering if either of you picked up on it and this is part of subtlety again with this film. Did you realize that Sebastian Stan fed uh, Molly's breasts to Noah? Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. Or at least one caught of them. That. Yeah. Because yeah. I was like when she started like being like, oh, my boob. I'm like, yeah. man, you just ate your best friend's boob. 
Well, that's. I what mean, Kate if I want to, if I'd want to <laughs> eat anyone's boob, I'd be my best friends. Like you know, yeah. In that's a loving was, way. I was wondering, um, Kate was saying like, because the movie does end pretty abruptly, which we're not quite there yet, but we're we're kind of spiraling towards mm-hmm. that. Kate was like, wouldn't it have been great when they're sitting out in the you know, in the woods, you know, just after they'd killed both of them. And no, it's just like, I eat your boob. (laughs) (laughs) But she doesn't know necessarily that it was it, but she's bound to obviously find out. She may have had some suspicions that that was the case. But That's the uh, day two of like getting over the trauma. You're like, yeah, no, you like cut off my boob. She's like, oh my God, I fucking ate a boob. You know what I mean? Like it would have been that. Yeah, there's, I mean, it's only like two, it's only like three points of connection to make in that Sebastian Stan says, uh, like when they're eating it, he says, it might even taste a little familiar with like a hard oh, wink. I missed that. Yeah, he makes a, I missed that it's a real hard it, wink. It kind of looked like, I feel like I just was like looking and I wanted to call it like boob tartar. Like it just <laughs> looks like that. <laughs> Yeah, they did a good job of even like the meatball that she eats, which is the first thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a perfectly nice looking meatball. Yeah. But but just they they are so effective at placing that um, that like level of grotesqueness yeah. in your mind that you're just like you're making this extremely delicious looking meatball make me want to barf did, right now. Did did either of you see the Hannibal TV show when it was on? No. No, I did not. No. Okay, so this this film does a lot of the same things that that TV show did. Of like, there's a there's a lot of dinner scenes in Hannibal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That show is great. Go back and watch it if you can. But okay. yeah, it, it, I, people have told me that because I, lo- I I even love the you know the the Red Dragon mm-hmm. and all the sequels to Science of the Lambs. I really enjoy those movies. Yeah. But yeah, go I back. And, I, I have no idea how it made it on NBC. It was so disgusting. Because mm-hmm. it's a lot of the same things of like making meat both like looking succulent and disgusting because you know it's people mm-hmm. and it it's yeah. it is vile but also mm-hmm. like delicious at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it yeah. like this movie carries that torch from that show. But yeah, go back and watch that show. It's fantastic. I feel yeah. like the next Halloween we should have a Halloween. Hey, no, um, actually, Brian, your next birthday, let's have a cannibal themed birthday party. But not actually people, but like make food that looks very decadent but not and just pretend people. like it's people. Yeah, yeah. I'll make food tartar. <laughs> My aunt used to love to do that thing where that she would always make foods look like body parts. Mm. You know, she would even do like the punch with the. She would get like a um, like a. a a rubber glove and freeze the ice in oh, okay. the nice. rubber glove so it looked like there was a hand in the punch and stuff <laughs> and like throw that. the gumball eyeballs uh, in then oh yeah, yes, yeah. yes 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 everything had fingers and eyeballs and all that stuff in it but um i i thought you know and again we're, we're talking about the writing and the characters and the performances but uh great sound design oh too. yeah mm-hmm. really great sound design really creepy soundtrack mm-hmm. too I, I was looking at that too um, because he does other. I think I'm gonna pull it up so I don't. Like, it's a, it's it, yeah, Alex uh, Somers. Yeah, Alex Somers, and it, he doesn't seem to have like many horror credits to his name, mm-hmm. which is, which I, it was just very interesting because like everything that isn't a licensed song, which they do some great music choices as well with that, mm-hmm. but yeah, everything that isn't a licensed song that's just like he he creates some nice dreamy scapes mm-hmm. in the beginning for when their relationship mm-hmm. is starting but then everything in the times of peril are just like 
strange strings and it's very creepy and it's very weird mm. yeah it's great yeah. Which I think is cool is I, I also picked up that uh, his partner plays with Sigur Ross and he's like done some producer work mm. with him. And I think that's pretty fucking cool because I feel like you kind of get those type of feels with. That makes a lot. Uh, that makes it, a lot of sense now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The only one I, I wasn't not that I didn't like it, but it just felt a little too um, American psycho to me was like. Mm when he is you know doing the whole like singing and stuff while like the scene that I was talking about with the performance is fine mm-hmm. um and and I think he he does a good job of like showing his like disconnect you know with everything but um the the you know what I call like the Nicolas Cage type of scene they play some sort of like kind of yacht rocky type of song <laughs> I forget what I forget mm. what it is but it does feel the whole thing feels a little um, I think it's, American uh, Psycho. It's, a, it's the song. It's like my obsession. Yeah, yeah. It's you're my obsession. Do, 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 do. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. It wasn't bad or yeah. anything, but it just, it just, I couldn't help but picture Christian Bale. You know, right. uh, kind of. Yeah, but um, I did like this too as well. And this was, this was kind of another good, like, uh, kind of just uh, bypassing, you know, or or betraying your expectations a little bit, where. Molly does all the sleuthing to find out where Noah is and ultimately gets herself caught as well. But the way that she finds his name is by she had his picture because Noah took a picture of him when he was sleeping, um, which at that point you're still like, is Noah the creep here? You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. you're not 100 percent sure. But it comes back around in, in, in a very... Um, I, a way that I didn't see coming, uh, which was so that she could go to the place where they had the date and she had dated the bartender mm-hmm. um, and showed him that and basically talked him into looking up his credit card um, mm-hmm. transaction and getting his name. Um, but the whole time you're going like, okay, he's going to come save the day now because he is like, he can see where Molly is on, um, I don't know, whatever app they share or something like that. And he's trying to call her. She won't answer. He starts to get worried. He gets there right at kind of the climax of the movie where they're escaping. He hears gunshots and yelling and you're like, Oh really? After all this, like the dude's going to come save the day. And then it's like, he he just goes nope fuck this noise fuck and he leaves shit, yeah. he just completely <laughs> no, leaves and you never see him again. I thought it was an uh, almost like a wasted. Scene. I mean, I feel like there should have been some involvement, but I found it interesting they decided to be like, no, he's making the choice to say fuck this shit and leaving. And it's not like I almost thought that maybe they would like run into the car when they were running away. Uh, that's yeah. literally what threw went through my head, but. It's interesting that none of that happened. I'm curious I, I, about the choices. I took it as it was them kind of poking fun of at the trope of no matter how like you know badass your your female you know protagonist is, there's always a guy that's going to come save the day. Right. And I feel like this was them just kind of spitting in the face of that trope. Mm-hmm. And oh, saying, yeah, no, I could definitely dude, see that too. Dude, dude's a fucking Absolutely. coward. Left. Yeah, yeah, it, it, yeah. Well, I mean, they're doing that through, throughout the whole movie with like making fun of having literally a Chad be named Chad and doing yeah, very yeah, yeah. Chad-like things, which you know what I mean. So, yeah, yeah. 
That's a good point. I'll go with it. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, it, it it definitely would have cheapened the film. Like had that had that bartender who has very little connection to them save the mm-hmm. day. That would have cheapened it. But it, it's way funnier again because this is a mm-hmm. dark comedy. It's way funnier for him to say, "Oh, I know the ending of this movie. Fuck all this. I'm out of here." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, he pulls the old Derek from Scream 2 and says, nope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. He fucking, he fucking he just yeah. bolts. Um, yeah, so, so you know, get getting towards the end here. Um, they eventually, uh, uh, Steve comes out again. He's all fucked up. His eye is is completely fucked he's uh, you know blood all over his face kind of thing and he is chasing them out through this kind of you know i don't know it's basically like the backyard you know of the property and um they eventually get the jump on him again beat the shit out of him eventually noah gets a hold of the gun and she goes you know give me a smile kind of thing which he had said to her which call back to what he had said to her and she kind of had to like put on the face and just in the sake for the sake of survival at that moment. And she just fucking shoots him right in the fucking eye, which was, she fucking low mm. greens him, which is great. So good. Hell yeah. And then, uh, uh, I keep forgetting his, his wife's name, Damn. the, the, uh, and that's right. Anne comes out with, um, the guy who you had only seen as, you know, he, he appears to be some sort of like bodyguard slash courier, but he is very much in on the whole thing. In fact, he's the one who's transporting the, um, uh, the, the human meat in some the capacity. Cats. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then he go she comes out and is like, and this is the point that's really interesting to me because you almost think that she's going to be like, oh, like I'm free. He's dead. I can get the fuck out of this life. Mm -hmm. And even when he tells her like, we got to clean this up and he tells like the, the bodyguard or whoever he is, you know, we got to clean this, clean this up, get him out of here, whatever. You're even like, is she still acting under, you know, in, in some sort of self-preservation. And then she sees, is it Noah or Molly? She sees one of Noah because Noah comes back for her phone. That's right. Yeah. No, yes, yes, yes. The three of them, Noah, Molly, and Penny are are looking to escape. They're trying to get into this like uh uh whatever that what is that building. Barn. They don't just break into yeah. a barn. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I wasn't really sure what their end game was there. No. Um but then she's like, I'm gonna go get my phone. And why did they let her go by herself? I don't know. That was really the only well, Penny part couldn't in the movie. go anywhere, so I think they didn't want to leave Penny alone. So uh, yeah, I think she had that no, was she much. Yeah, and she was trying to get her phone, but anyway, so they separate her. Anne comes up to to oh my gosh, okay, I can say Molly to Noah, and is like, he's dead. You know, we're free. Blah blah blah. You know, kind of plays in her sympathy, like she's being victimized as well. But in reality, you know, kind of gets the jump on her, starts choking her. She stabs her in the neck with the keys, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. was great. And then ultimately, Molly just just brains her with a shovel mm-hmm. um, and just just makes her head all squished up. Yeah. And then they're just kind of chilling out. But what was the fi- there was a final line, but I didn't write it down. Yeah, It was like two. it was actually two funny quick jokes. There was a yeah. funny line between the two of them and then the, mm-hmm. the Chad you up text. But I forget what the yeah yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. There was a good little line right at the end, and that was the one where Kate was like, 
she should have been like, I think I ate your boob right. <laughs> like, <laughs> at that moment. Um, but you know what? Can't, can't, can't all be perfect. But it does oh, end very it's, it's, abruptly. It's, uh, it, uh, Noah didn't know who that was. So she's asked, she asked Molly, who the oh, hell was that? Yeah. And Molly yeah. says, that was, that was his wife. And then Noah's upset that he was married <laughs> the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's like, that's his right. wife. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 It's like the right. ultimate fear. Cause she kind of like, or I think it was it even harkens back to earlier when uh, Noah was first telling Molly about it. Just like, Oh, he must be married type thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. She called out. that oh, earlier yeah. on. Yeah. So I think it was just kind of one of those things like, uh, uh, of course he is type. Yeah. True. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, and then yeah. and then you get the Chad you up text, which is also very funny because just oh my gosh, just <laughs> Chad completely unaware of what's going on in somebody else's life, and just you know, yeah. but it's still very Chad. <laughs> yeah, and also the fact that they they ended their date with him being like, "Fuck you, you stupid bitch." You yeah, stuck yeah, up yeah, bitch. you stuck Fuck up you. bitch. Yeah, oh and then he's like, God. "You up?" <laughs> yeah. um, so dating apps <laughs> don't go on them see i i missed all that i'm, I'm happy I, I i i never never i've never been on a dating app so i, I, I missed that whole thing by like 40 a minutes years. and i yeah. thought it was the worst thing on the planet <laughs> yeah one time i didn't like it i didn't <laughs> i didn't like it. Didn't, never again so i wanted to um talk about uh i wanted to talk about the house for a minute just because mm-hmm. the house is really cool, like the house, yes, it was pretty it neat. Yeah, it, it's this like you mentioned it already, Brian. But it's like this mid-century mansion in a way, but it also has like a very '70s retro aesthetic, which in general yeah. the film does between the soundtrack and just you know a lot of other things going on with it. Um, sure, but I think I, I like the house because it adds to the lore of all these Illuminati things going on Mm -hmm. uh because i don't think this is steve's house i think it was given to him Mm. by the illuminati and and the one specifically to do this work mm -hmm. and i and i think interesting the one clue that really uh cements that is there's a scene where steve is outside of the house yeah and he's and he's cutting up ribs with a with Mm -hmm. a saw and then it's framed through this like runic archway that has yep. like a Baphomet statue in it. And it's something that looks very mm-hmm. old that's been sitting there for a long time because it's all overgrown. It does. And, yeah. So I think this is something that exists for a well, while. You know, and and even to this to, to that same point, earlier when you get these quick little glimpses of the rich Illuminati guys eating their human meat they're doing it in all these like perverse ways Mm -hmm. like one of them is like is like has a dog collar on is like eating it off a plate like he's a dog and then one of it looks like he looks like the the rich texan from the simpsons and then (laughs) another one another one looks like a very stereotypical like you know asian you know businessman Mm -hmm. so there's there's all these characters and one of them who has like who who kind of looks like this like um, you know, South American drug lord type. He is eating off a plate, and when he's cutting it, you look, and there is a like sat- satanic uh, emblem on his plate. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and, yeah. and that emblem is on uh, it's on envelopes and things that uh, Steve's sending out, and then it even comes up yeah. in the credits 
And I think I yeah. think that's mm. a cool detail. And I and Meg has been talking about how she wants a prequel, but I also want like I want more from this world. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. it's it was it was great. Yeah. I also think like the we get an idea of when he's talking to Noah at dinner about how he got into this and that he somehow found this group of people. So that kind of I could see that being a thing where especially like all the pieces coming together where he found this group of people who are already doing it mm-hmm. and already mm-hmm. have this world. It was not something that he created. Right. Mm-hmm. And he says he gets so. into it at around like 18, 19. So you can imagine right. that they're the ones who put him through medical school to become, oh, yeah. his, to become oh, the new yeah. Dr. Butcher, which is that also makes a movie. Sense, yeah. <laughs> Dr. Butcher. Dr. Butcher. Dr. Butcher. <laughs> <laughs> No, Samurai, I'm even Samurai more Dr. Butchers. about that. Like, Samurai yeah. Doctor Butchers from Mars. Yeah. All right, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna pin it here, saying that yes, fresh. Give us a prequel or give us more. Give us if we want to know more. Here's I think, the, I think it know, has potential. Yeah, has legs. Yeah. For for a person though, and and again, this is nitpicky, but for a person who has spent time working in grocery stores, <laughs> you have all. I mean. Unlimited resources, all the bells and whistles in the world for for your your fancy, you know, human butchery. But you got to go outside and use a chainsaw. You can't buy the guy a freaking bandsaw like every butcher in the world has. <laughs> maybe it's buy the like man a, a bandsaw. Maybe it's like a thing that's like part of his process. You know, maybe you know, kind of like when you're preparing your meal, you need to go through all the different rigorous little things that you're like that make it all worth eating. It. That's how Perhaps. I saw that. That's how. Nah, I, saw that. I just I think the chainsaw is just, that actually is just a lot of wasted. I think I think it's just <laughs> I think it's the writer not doing her due diligence of finding out how butchers yeah. work because the chainsaw you're gonna lose mm. you're gonna lose so much meat you're gonna shred that yeah. thing with a chainsaw yeah. maybe you got some ground meat on the ground that is like being picked up by like a plastic <laughs> huge or something I can't For remember the dog exactly what guy. was underneath them yeah, <laughs> yeah it's the like you send guy. it off like that's not wasted meat Steve it goes Meg, somewhere gra- ground Every- meat doesn't have to be ground meat <laughs> that's all I'm saying. <laughs> Um, it was, it's, it's it just pissed me off because like I said, every little shitty butcher in the world has a bandsaw. Uh, and it's, and you know, that's how you cut up steaks. That's how you, you know, parse out, you know, you know, once you break down primals, that's how you parse, parse out individual cuts and steaks. So, um, even if he did it with yeah, like listen. a handsaw or even maybe a sawzall, it's just chainsaw. Yeah. Chainsaw is so messy. <laughs> chainsaw is like just the width of the blade and it's just the it's just gonna sh- anything you cut with a chainsaw you are be- gonna be covered mm-hmm. in you know what i mean so it's just like, i don't know so that what you guys good. are basically saying is that if you're a butcher don't watch this movie you're gonna be upset because you're gonna these have are non these are non butchers being upset about this yeah yeah listen you're <laughs> if you're a butcher a you're gonna get triggered <laughs> um anyway overall great movie far exceeded expectations for mm-hmm. me creepy effective well performed good writing good sat like i have no with besides the stupid little nitpicky things that i'm saying here mm-hmm. i genuinely i will absolutely watch this movie again mm-hmm. i really really like yeah. this movie um one more uh one more thing to watch out for uh on this film mm-hmm. it is just like a production thing and to watch in other uh horror films as well is uh, so uh, a lot a lot of when people light films they use mm-hmm. eye lights 
and the eye lights help the eyes pop and it gives people more humanity. And mm. so there's eye lights on Steve in the beginning of the film, but after the turn, they, they start uh, removing his eye lights in a lot of scenes. Oh, and it's, interesting. And it's very, very, very apparent in the last dinner scene in, mm. in which uh, Noah has her eyes are darkened, but she still has very bright, popping, vibrant eye lights that still mm-hmm. like kind of reflect the humanity in her eyes. And then yeah. Steve's eyes are completely black. Interesting. Interesting. So it's a, it's a neat I'll thing to, to look, look for at. that next yeah. time. Yeah, That's this cool. was this this was overall just uh, yeah, like I said, really well thought out. Like just for me, you know, listen, kudos to to Hulu because I will absolutely be more apt to check out Hulu originals because of this movie. Because this, mm-hmm. I, I thought this was, I thought this movie was fucking great. I wouldn't be surprised at the end of twenty twenty two if this isn't, you know, near, you know, it might certainly in my top ten. Like I would be surprised mm-hmm. if it wasn't. So- for, for the so year. are you ready to go back and watch the Hulu original Vacation Friends with uh, John Cena? Hi, <laughs> <laughs> am not a Cena guy personally. My, my, listen, I, I I get it. I understand. He, you know, icon of the wrestling world. Do not like Cena. And also, one time I heard Cena say something bad about The Rock, and I <laughs> am fucking mad about it still. Um, by the way, we did not mention yeah. R.I.P. R. Scott Hall. R.I.P. Yeah, I was yeah. curious if you were going to say anything. Yeah. What a, that was a freaking bummer. It's a bummer. And it's cool. It's cool, though, that like uh, he, he was able to live because he had so many problems with like drugs and alcohol mm-hmm. and everything. It was so sure. cool that he yeah. got his life together for, mm-hmm. for the time that he did and was able to enjoy a lot of the things uh, like going into the hall of fame and like just you know being yeah. being present for a I lot of things i i'm yeah. almost positive i saw when i was like getting to ddp that he did kind of work with mm-hmm. ddp with that type yeah, of stuff D- ddp which mm-hmm. i think is really cool yeah ddp had really like cool. a sober house almost for him and yeah. jake the snake and, yeah and, and like, he was having them do the his yoga too yeah. which is cool so it got like them from being like pretty immobile like immobile and to a point of like they could actually move their bodies yeah. again which was cool yeah which yeah. is great and 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 for him to all you know first of all you know, I, I was talking about this last night when i saw it i was like oh fuck that's that's such a bummer and um kate was like how, how old was he i said he, he was 63 and she was like oh that's so young and i was like that's like 120 in wrestling yeah. years mm-hmm. yeah. like that is actually ripe old age for wrestlers and, and i don't say that lightly lightly it just that's an unfortunate reality is that's pretty mm-hmm. darn old for a wrestler especially a wrestler that that started in the in the 80s right mm-hmm. um but yeah, I was gonna also, say. I hope that wrestlers now don't really like face that same future. But you know, you never know. You're still doing a lot of damage to your body. It feels. I mean, if you just look at the average, I, I don't know. I'm sure somebody out there could has this kind of mapped out. But the average size of wrestlers now versus then, like some of these people. I mean, like if you put. CM Punk in the ring with yeah. you know during the during the 94 Royal Rumble he would look like a child oh, yeah. like these people they're huge <laughs> of course you know sure, you look I at you. the ultimate warrior and stuff it's like you can 
actually physically see the steroids oozing out of his pores. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's uh, it was a different world obviously, but um, RIP to the bad guy, one of the all time greats um, that has nothing to do with the movie we watched, but uh, that was, that was, that was a bummer. Or that was a bummer, it? but Let, oh, actually, let's find a link. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Guys, if you can figure out some stuff, you know, seven degree of Kevin Bacon situation to connect Scott Hall to the movie, the 2022 Hulu original <laughs> fresh. I will send you all the stickers you want. And you can't say that Scott Hall was in the NWO and the NWO is the people in charge of the people. <laughs> you can't say that. <laughs> you should. You absolutely should. Or you can't you can't say something about like he was in the wolf pack and the wolf pack, you know, our meat eater, you know, a meat eater mm-hmm. or something. Um, anyway, uh, any final thoughts on fresh i keep wanting to call it flesh now right like. yeah no no the, uh no i i agree with you i thought it was a fun movie um it definitely i think in ways i was almost like does this feel like super original and i'm kind of like yes and no but like the story still was intriguing enough to me that i was like invested and i want more so that was cool yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, th- I think the uh, I I would like to see more from this world, and I like the uh, like Meg was saying, it's not totally original, but uh, like the comedic beats are like funny and somewhat unexpected, and just mm-hmm. yeah, it, it does a lot of good things, and like like we we're talking about the subtleties that you may or may not catch, but you'll definitely know now that we've talked about them. So meh. yeah. <laughs> Weird. Fun movie. Check it out if you got the Hulus. If not, you could probably know f- it's Hulu original because it's probably only on Hulu. I don't know that for sure, but I would assume that to be the case. Uh, but it is absolutely worth worth checking out. So um, cool. Also, hey, don't forget next week, next week's mini-sode, tune in and we'll tell you what movies we are going to pick for our um, our showdown episode once that showdown has been um, showdown topic has been decided which like I said we may or may not insert into this here episode big foot movies but again uh, if you haven't already follow us over on the social medias um, yeah just type in Halloween is forever somewhere it'll pop up it's a damn little pixelated pumpkin guy um, and you know what it's going to be April after this upcoming showdown, which we're discussing now, after April comes May. May, it's almost summer, and summer means it's almost Halloween. So <laughs> I think we're going to pretty soon have to start thinking yeah, about like <laughs> start thinking about spooky season once again, guys. I mean, for me, it starts in the summer. It kicks off full blast in mid-August. Yeah. And then it goes the whole way through the rest of August, September, and of course, October. So yeah. just saying, if you've got ideas, if you've got the themes, if you've got topics, if you've got uh, mini-sode ideas, anything pertaining to uh, the spooky season, also throw those our way because, goddamn, it's going to be here before we know it. And I was already poking around on the Etsy for some Halloween decorations <laughs> earlier this week. Usually... I would say April, May is when I start buying my first Halloween decorations. Because if you wait until like August, September, all the good stuff's gone. Mm. Guys, yeah. just get your just pro come tip on. over here from Brian. Just step your fucking. Plus, game you're not you're not getting, you're not getting the good deals. You're not getting the good deals. 
No, you're getting everything's getting chalked up. You buy Halloween decorations in March, they want them out of their inventory. So you are getting them fucking (laughs) rock bottom prices, boys and girls. I'm always looking for a deal. Um, Anything else that I'm forgetting? Nope. That's about it. Well, holy shit. Check us out next week where we're going to do another mini-sode. And we're going to discuss the movies we are going to do for our next showdown. uh, For the Halloween is Forever crew, I'm Brian. I'm Meg. I'm Steve, but not that Steve. (laughs) (laughs) Brrrr.